for those just starting out, to those who built their reputation. In the detail industry, navigating the course is a daily grind. This is Play by Play, with industry professionals tackling topics and offering tips to help improve your game plan. Now, here's your Play by Play. Alright, alright, what's up everybody? We are back with another episode of Play by Play and a special edition. This is our 4th of July party. Yeah. But it's, it's not party. really a party. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, just a, uh, it's just another episode of Play by Play with uh, Stanley Jacobs with Flawless Touch Detailing. And we're going to give you a flawless podcast today. That's right. Yeah. Did we mess it up already? Yes, we've already, already messed did. it up. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. He's coming in for our influencer series. He is uh, making waves in his local community. Man, just growing exponentially. He's been on the software for a long time. Always gives a lot of good feedback. Ryan, he calls you probably, what, three or four times a day? I at least get once or twice a week, but I, <laughs> no, no, no. that's my boy. Yeah, he is. No, <laughs> and, just catching up. And, and style for days, man. He's got a cool logo. He's got cool swag. Oh, yeah. Always love that. 100%. Just a cool dude. Um, so we'll have him on later in the show. That's right, man. And uh, in addition to that, you know, we're going to be bringing you a hack that you're going to want to love to stick around for. Well, yeah. there might be a hack or a hack. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's going to be a great time. We're going to enjoy the 4th of July weekend, man. I know that's coming up and yeah. really excited about that. And just continuing on with our influencer series. And you're right, this is a little bit different. We're actually going to be having on a local influencer. Yeah. You know, some of the guys we've been talking to are, are more like the, you know, in, the, the industry. The industry scene. Yeah, sure. that's correct. But this guy's making big moves in his own uh, local area of yeah, Fayetteville, North Carolina, and uh, making waves. So we yeah. had to have him on. He is. I'm glad you brought up 4th of July, though. You got plans? Yeah, man, I'm going to head home to Enterprise for the weekend, you know. See our biggest fan? That's right, Mom. Hey, hey, hey She's Mom. probably watching right now. Hey. hey, hey. Uh, a little swimming party with the family, you know. Nice, nice. Uh, would you get a bathing suit from the store? I did. I need to, huh? Yeah, you absolutely got the American flag. Uh, see, that's I got really an American nice. flag one already. Okay. That's, that's pretty cool. I'm going to have to check it out. Though. Yeah, you should. You should. So, anyways, yeah, but it's going to be a great weekend, man. I'm excited about yeah, it. Three-day weekend, and, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that we actually are talking about that because it kind of brings me in my topic um, that I want to discuss today. All right. And that's uh, 4th of July, you know, and how do we, you know, uh, business, um, no, really, no matter how big or small, these holidays have an impact on you, yeah. right? You know, you shut down for business that day, but just because you shut down doesn't mean Alabama Power takes a day off your power bill or rent or or power, you know, or, or power bill doesn't get cheaper, interest doesn't water, get cheaper, yeah, water, I mean. right, you know? And so you have the same cost, mm-hmm. but you could potentially have less income. Sure. And then if you have employees where you have PTO or something like that, that's that's even more of a cost. And so how do how do businesses go about, you know, solving that problem or helping themselves out? And you know that's what I want to talk about. And I know some of the things that we do. Um, so in the marine detailing side of things, everybody's kind of getting their boat ready for right. Fourth of July. So this holiday really doesn't affect. It actually, you know, it just piles in the week before. <laughs> right. So we slam it this week, and we just kind of take the next week as a shorter week. Sure. You know, we 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 make all the money this week, and then you know it's not as crucial next week to hit those high goals. Right. Um. And and but. You know, in the in the in the car world where it may not peak as much, you still got to make it in four days. Right. And so we take that uh, we take that you know that weekly goal and we divide it up. Okay, in four days, and we may add an hour or so each day to try to make you know meet that goal. But okay. the money's still got to be made. Right. 
No kidding. So tell me about whenever, you know, you mentioned paying some money to PTO. So yeah. that's like, I mean, that's that's twice the amount. You got to account for it twice, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that comes into like a burden cost. So when you're figuring like the cost of an employee, you mm-hmm. have to think think of things like PTO and uh, your payroll tax mm-hmm. and stuff that adds to your hourly wage because it's a wage that you're paying, but you're not getting production. Right. So, you know, people think, oh, well, I'm just paying for the day off. But what you're not getting is for that that dollar spent is the three dollars in return and in income right and so it's a true cost to the company pto is a is a big cost yeah. and that's why you know uh to a company it's a big deal to be able to offer that as a benefit and we're proud to say that we've been offering it for three or around three or four years now nice. but it's an absolute cost and it's more than just the money that you do not pay out and that's something that you're going to have to account for when you're making up your your business plan we talked about that yeah. you know yeah previously. yeah you know, those are, those things and when you're deriving your price All right so when you think of your cost of labor that's a bur- you, you know your cost of labor is your burden and cost is what it costs the company so it's payroll tax 401k plans it's it's your uh, PTO, you know, any perks that you, you know. Insurance you, or whatever. Yeah, right. Anything that you spend uh, in through payroll as a company, mm-hmm. that is broken down by the hourly wage and then figured into, okay, this is my hourly burdened rate. And I know we're getting really deep here, but that's how you come up with your price. you got to derive your cost, but that, that PTO matters. So, so the 4th of July, you mm-hmm. know, it's fun for everybody and everybody, you know, whatever, you take off work, you don't work, whatever. But it's a true cost to the company, sure. and the companies have to understand how to manage that. Right. And so just because, like I said, we're not here working, those bills don't really change, mm-hmm. and uh, and so the money has to be made. That's right. Um, especially the owner-operator guys, you know, make sure that you're, you know, if, if, you're, um, if you're out there working by yourself and you want to take the fourth off, you need to make sure that you adjust your schedule accordingly. And then you got customers. You know, they got to figure out, you know, how to get. They're all going to, like, our customers right now are all wanting their stuff today. Yeah. Like, no matter what. Like, you can't keep somebody's boat over 4th of July weekend no way. because yeah. it didn't get done. You know, stripes didn't come in. That don't, that don't happen. So you have to make sure that you schedule accordingly. Right. To compensate for these holidays or to adjust for these holidays that, that are happening. Have you ever run into a situation like that? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, Murphy's Law, if it can't happen, it will. Yeah. Um, I think we're in good shape out there right now, but, okay. you know, in the past, I mean, you, you learn these things, and that's why we're talking about it. Like, right. you, like there's been times where it's like, I didn't even realize the fourth was Monday. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I just thought we just had all these boats to get done, you know, and then you. You, you know, you end up trying to push a boat or just doing the outside ones to take it and bring it back to me next week <laughs> okay. or something. <laughs> I don't know. That's I a fix. All, I can't think of all the stuff we've done. But, yes, absolutely. And and that's why, you know, this this little segment is important to me because, like, don't don't make those same mistakes that we make. You go make new mistakes. <laughs> just listen to what we say. You know, on these things, we solve some of these problems so you can figure it out there. Right. You go find your own mistakes and then tell us so, you know, we can <laughs> yeah, shorten so we this can, down. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we won't have to hit those. Um, but uh, hey, I heard this cool quote. I've been wanting to say it. I, I know I'm going to butcher it. I, I wrote it now, but I meant to bring it. But I heard this cool quote the other day, and I felt like I just needed to share it with everybody. And it said that um, people are unsuccessful not because they set low goals and hit them, but because they uh, let's see, no, because they set low goals and hit them rather than set high goals and miss. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I wanted to add that to this thing. And I, it's it's somewhere along those lines of yeah, in other words, uh, and and this is relative because our retail girls always complain about our goals being so high, right? And so they wanted me to shorten them down a little bit so they could hit them. And I'm like, absolutely not, you know. Like it makes no goals to hit. It makes no sense to hit goals that are low, right? And fail, 
<laughs> you know? Well, no, I get that because I always wanted to. Uh, I always wanted a job, man. In my whole life, I've always wanted a job where I got to go to conventions. Yeah. Like, no lie. I always Seriously. wanted to go to conventions. Yeah. Here we are. And then here I am. You know yeah. what I mean? But now that I'm, like, going to conventions, I'm like, well, crap. I got. I hit that. I never really thought too much far past that. So yeah. now it's like uh, well, it you, takes on its whole different, a whole different yeah. animal. Well, it does. But goals keep us driven. Right. Goals keep us moving. And, you know, I know we're a little bit off topic here, but I think that, you know, like goals, setting goals are important. But the thing about setting goals are you got to set big ones, but then you got to break it down. Mm-hmm. And you got to get down to the daily or to the hourly. So that way it's manageable in your mind because if you say, okay, I want to be a million-dollar detail shop, well, you don't just flip the switch on January 1 and January 3, you're a million-dollar detail shop. Right. You know, you go, what do I have to make a day to be the million-dollar detail shop or whatever, whatever the goal is. You mm-hmm. have to break it down. Um, but even if you don't hit the million, what if you land at 800 yeah. and you did 500 last year? Well, then you're still successful. Right, you know, absolutely. It, not because you didn't hit your goal, but because you've, you know, you've done a thing and you've chased this thing down and, you know, what you go after next year. That's yeah, so so it's not it's the successful people people are successful not because they set low goals and hit because they but it's because they set high goals and miss that's right i love it man that's, like, that I makes it perfect cool. no it makes perfect sense i love I it, it was cool. here that's i am good. looking at this dead watch uh, you keep doing it too y'all count <laughs> keep accounting how many times you look at this watch y'all. it's a habit it's a habit so anyways no seriously though fourth of july guys hope everybody has a great time don't forget though coming out to, out of the holiday make sure next week that you prepare for it. Make sure that you fill the schedule up. Make sure that you generate the income that you need to pay the bills. Don't let this weekend mess you up. Right. Guys, don't go out there and buy 400 Michelob Ultras like I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you have enough cars to pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's so, great. Anyways, look, it's been fun on these. I, I, I enjoy this little segment uh, into the show. Uh, it gives us a chance to talk with the guys that are watching, guys and girls that are watching, and, and, and get real. You know, you get to see a real side of us. And, um, and if anybody else wants to know on how many minutes, seconds, and hours were derived. Get with Ryan Hayden. He has the answer. <laughs> Why not the answer? A little pre-show <laughs> conversation we had. All right. So we're running out of shit to talk about. Let's bring Stanley Jacobs on. Stan the man. What's going on, brother? What's up, big dog? What's going on, guys? How you been doing? Good, man. Can't complain. Good, good, good. Sorry if you were watching that pre-show. We were, uh, we're like really living in the Fourth of July vibes here, man. There's no professionalism happening today. <laughs> we're, we're just chilling, man. We're chilling. So look, uh, come to find out uh, that me and you have something in common I didn't know about. Uh, you guys are up for an award, and it's a Reader's Choice Award, right? Have they already announced the winner yet, or? They did. They well, not the actual winner, but they did the uh, the nominations. They're in the top three now, so we didn't make it to the top three. Uh, again, it's usually these car washes that win. That's what I was about to say. It wasn't a car wash, was it? Hey, so they'll, they'll announce in August. I don't know who it'll be. It'll probably be the same ones always. It probably will, but listen, I have a word of advice for you on that. So we, we had the same thing happen in our local area, and we were always voted, nominated, but we never won. We were competing with a local company called Rich's Car Wash, which is a massive chain of uh, you know, automated car washes. Well, a friend of mine that owns a detail shop down this road, he called the Nappy. It's called the Nappy Awards. He called and called and called them and asked them to take and separate detailing from car washing, and they did. And when they did, we won. Okay, and now he's he. But they we were the well. Only no, actually, that, hold on. Last year we beat car washes. Yes. Yeah, yes. we beat car washes, but yeah. now they've separated it. Yeah. Now they've um, actually they they listened. Yeah, and, but they did separate it. 
That's funny you said that. I actually did call the lady and I brought that to her attention. I said, hey, you need a separate uh, category for detailers and car washes. I said, because it's not fair. You it's know, not. We're, we're not in the same category. No, we're not. No. If I lost out of a detail category, I would feel more, you know, like, hey, yeah. you really deserve that. You know what I mean? That's right. But uh, big corporations, these uh, car washes that go up against us, I mean, it's, they always win. It's the same thing every year. Well, it's a marketing ploy. And not to mention, there's a lot more people that pay for the $3 wash or the $10 wash or whatever than there are for the $300 detail or right. whatever. The, you know, It's a different crowd, okay? And so it's a different customer base. Well, you know, they these guys get, you know, by the by the thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and we're getting to the hundreds and thousands right. out here. So it's hard to compete apples to apples, and that's what they have to understand. Hey, Stanley, uh, is there any way you can pull that a little closer to you just so we can pick you up a little bit better with the microphone? Yeah, sure. There you go. Thanks, buddy. Yep, perfect. Nice, nice. Perfect. So, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, yeah, we lost to or, or we've battled those automatic car washes. And, yep. and you know, we took home took home the grand prize last year and this year we're waiting to hear. But, I mean, we're hopeful that then we get it again. But it's actually a detailing category now. So we're competing against other detailers. Yes. Yeah, we are. And it, but it's it's been fun. You know, um, th- those things are they're, they're interesting and it keeps it fun to be able to compete, you know, locally with these guys. And, and, and we always make fun of it. Um, so listen, you know, talking a little bit about you and and maybe the guys that are, that are watching that don't know exactly who you are. Let's let's go into your background a little bit and and find out how you uh, you know got into detailing in the first place. Like most, uh, you know, going back to the very beginning, I was that kid that uh, it was an excuse to drive my mom's car. Hey, I'll go clean your okay. car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I always had a love for cleaning cars. Um, I used to clean people's cars on the side for 20, 30 bucks here and there. Yeah. And uh, my first actual car cleaning job was at a dealership. Um, I worked at a place called Crown Dodge of Fedville. Uh, and that, I'll be honest, that was like the boot camp for cleaning dirty cars. Yeah. Uh, I mean, dude, when I came out of there, I could, I could clean a car now as far as interior stuff. Uh, they didn't really teach nothing else. I mean, it was just... You know, you get the worst of the worst. We, the I was, uh, yeah, I was responsible for doing the uh, trading cars mm-hmm. and the used cars, and you had to get them back looking the way they need to be for a used car lot. So that was the boot camp for that. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, some years went by, and um, I had another job that was, I mean, it was a great job. So it was a bread route. Yeah. And uh, I still detailed a little on the side. And, uh, you know, people told me I was crazy when I got out of that to do this full time. But in the very beginning, it, I did it. I honestly did it for the passion of doing it. My, my piece. Yeah. You know, yep. I was happy making five, six hundred bucks a week cleaning cars. I was as happy as I could be. But, you know, then I started following some industry leaders like yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, man, like, I could really make this bigger than what it is. Like, it, this could be huge. Yeah. Um, I've just been doing it ever since man just striving to do better and be be better you know well yeah and you've definitely done that i mean we've been following you for a while and i tell you man just watch your growth is inspiring to us i mean i i watch it and you know i love it i support you 100 percent. and i know oh no i was gonna say i know originally you were um you were just gonna be strictly mobile for a period of time and and i guess here recently you actually have have moved on and opened up a shop as well um when did that happen so, uh, I had a 
very small shop. Uh, it was actually like a storage facility that I mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of ran ran across. The guy was like, "Hey, man, I know a great place where you can start at," and it just had you know I could fit one car in there. I had a little mini office, and it was a great start. Mm-hmm. And then I got to the point where it was like, "Man, I'm I'm bigger than this you place now." Yep. So I found this last last year. Moved in here in November, uh, and yeah, just yeah, just want to keep going, man. I, this is. Definitely not outgrown this place, but uh, it's it's a great facility. Uh, it's got a nice waiting area and everything. Yeah, let's talk about your shop a little bit. How many is it bays? Do you have like bay doors, or how how does it? What does it look like? No, so um, the way it's set up in the back. I mean, it's it's almost like it was made for this. Nice. But the, yeah. the way it's set up in the back, it's got parking spots basically. Uh-huh. So uh, we do all the regular detailing outside. Um, you know, we got an area where we wash the cars and then we got to vacuum and do all that other stuff. And then I got the big garage back here as well, where we do the paint corrections and all that stuff. Because I mean, you guys know, man, when you're doing interior details, the sun's your best friend. We we pull them in before when it's hot, but then the guys pull them back out and they see how much they missed. They're like, man, we're just going to do them outside. Yeah. No, it's amazing the sun check. You know, sun checking a vehicle like it's how important it is, and people don't even realize. I think you know when you're in our industry and you haven't talked to, you know, and you haven't been around a lot of detail. Like you think, well, you know, am I just missing stuff, or maybe I'm not as good of a detailer. Everybody uses the sun to check their work, like everybody, because it's something about man. It will show. It will tell on you. And another thing is the customer's not going through with a flashlight. He's got the sun. Like he's. That's how they're. That's how they're looking after your work. So right. you better look at it the way um, they have. So uh, you know, I, I think that's funny. But we all do the same thing. Even our coding jobs when we take them out, we call it sun check. You know, and and uh, you know we have some tricks that we show last week on Hacker Hack on how to find high spots if the, if it's rainy or overcast, but. But the sun's your best friend or your worst enemy at times. Right. Uh, so I have a question. You know, so uh, like you know, I'm always jokingly the third or fourth coolest person in the room. You know, I'm not that cool. I'm not that stylish. Um, you, on the other hand, have to be the coolest guy in this room for sure. Uh, the style and your, you know, your logo and all that. Where does that come from? I mean, is that just your, your, you know, like your personality, or where does this come from? I'm just creative, man. I'm always yeah. coming up with something uh, different. Uh, I, I strive to be different. And, you know, this this was my third and final logo. Uh, <laughs> first two I had, I knew they weren't permanent. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, this, this just ain't it. This ain't it. And, you know, uh, I was, true story, I was at the beach one day. Yeah. And, uh, it, it just hit me, man. It hit, <laughs> it hit me hard. I called the guy. I called the um graphic design artist guy I know or whatnot, uh-huh. I, I gave it to him. I was like, dude, this is what I need. This is what I want. <laughs> He's like, oh, my God, this is going to be sick. And yeah. I, that, that's how the logo was born. Um, I'm serious. I, I was in a beach store. We were getting towels or something. I don't know. And, I mean, it just hit me. And I was like, man, that would be so cool to have, like, a girl looking down out of yeah. the shade, car going through the shades. And uh, I just I just want to be different, man. I want to set myself apart, you know. 
That's right. We you definitely done that, and I love the colors. I mean, it just makes a statement, you know. And I think that there, you know, there's a lot to be had said about that and branding and 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 making sure that people see, you know, remember you. And that's one yeah. of those logos you don't forget. You know, it's a good one. And the quality of your hats is top notch, man. The fact Absolutely. that you can see the details in the car and the sunglasses. I mean, it yeah. is just insane. I love them. Yeah, we've drooled over your hats over here. Now, we also, um, we, we brought you on, we, you know, we're doing our Influencer Series, and we've talked to some of the bigger names like the Rennie Doyles and the, you know, Joe LaPalms, um, but we haven't had a chance to really talk to somebody who's, who's more so an influencer, you know, in their local community like you have become, and, mm-hmm. and you know, what, is, what did it take for you to get to that point, you know, how did you gain the respect of the community? Um, man, I started on a app. It's called Next Door. Uh, that's how I used to get my jobs. I wasn't on Google or anything. And I think the what happened was I did some cards for some very um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, people that are you know up well, here in the community. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just just people in the community that was pillars of the community. Yep. And, you know, started with the word of mouth. That's the best place to start. We all know that. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, it's gonna plateau eventually. Mm-hmm. But you gotta start with the word of mouth. If such and such says you're good and you do a good job, hey, that'll carry you a long way. That's right. And uh, you know, and, and it was kind of hard too because I'm originally I'm not from Fayetteville. I'm actually from a place called Lumberton, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So no, nobody here even knew me, you know. Um, but it, it was it was a little different, you know, trying to get your name out there in a place nobody really knows you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that's that's the best advice I could give anybody from that. Is uh you know look for customers that are really gonna put you out push there. you out there yeah and building yeah. trust doing great work you know none of that all, uh, you you know I know that that's what it takes and I know that's what you do and and standing behind your work if somebody finds something you know you just just fix it do do what's right yeah it's easy um sometimes it's not your fault sometimes it ain't even you know something that you shouldn't even have done but you make those things right all along the way that customer remembers those things. And we'll pass the message along. If not, you get the other side of that sword. Uh, I tell my guys all the time, this is my what we always say, uh-huh. and it's, uh, it's the Chick-fil-A way. That's right. So <laughs> it, that's, I, I'm glad you said So at our boat show that we have, I call it the Chick-fil-A effect. And uh-huh. it's, it's funny that you said the Chick-fil-A way. But how? Hey, listen, what does that say about a brand? Right. What does that say about a brand um, that, that, you know, like here we are referencing their brand to tell our people that's what we want to be like. Right, yeah. You that's, know, that's um, wild. The customer I, it's, service it's, is... It's, yeah. it's impressive. And uh, and, I, and I think it's an awesome thing to, to be able to give your um, your employees and team around you something to shoot for because now, like, and that needs to be brought us. Like, you know, hey, listen, we're referencing this company. I want to be referenced. I want somebody to say, yeah. I want to do it like Easy In or I want to do it like Flawless Touch. You know, that's, that's what a goal should be is I want people to say, do it like Easy In or do it like Flawless Touch. Yeah, you know, I think that's that's, that's awesome. It's, it's cool. It's cool. Um, so, and we're looking for that Chick Fil A sponsorship too. So Chick Fil A, yeah, Chick Fil A. If you can send us some sandwiches, yeah, we, we, you know, great. we do this at lunchtime. <laughs> While we're here, we're very good ask. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, look, so um, you know, people get confused with detailers and car washes a lot. What made you um, like distinguish yourself or help you know separate you from that typical car wash? Or maybe you know that the cheap cheap detail versus like now you're into coatings and stuff did coatings kind of launch you to that point or what helped you distinguish your part self apart to be honest um 
I was the interior guy. That's that's what I yeah. was going to ride on. Yeah, I was. I was. I was nervous to do coatings and paint correction. I'm being completely honest. Yeah. I was like, man, I just don't know if I can tell a customer uh, fifteen hundred dollars, two thousand yeah. dollars. I just didn't know if I was ready for that. Um, so I was the interior guy for quite some time, and I just I got to a point where I was like, hey, I think I've mastered interiors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got with another local guy here in uh, Fedville, uh, his modern pro polish, uh, Kenny Smith. And I uh, got with him. He's, you know, he definitely paved the way for everybody in Fedville as far as paint correction. Wow. And I got with him. I, you know, he, he was talking me through it over the phone, man. I, I'm feeling I'd be ready to pull my hair out. I'm just like, why, why is he doing this? Why is this doing yeah. that? We make it look easy now, but I think about the road that it took oh, to get man. It, it's not easy. It's really not. No, it's uh, not. And here's the problem. So if you follow people on Facebook groups, detailers on Facebook groups, you only see the pictures. You only see the, the, yeah. the and and let me tell you that that those pictures are are lies. You know what I mean? Like they, they catch the perfect angle, they catch the you don't see what the struggle they face. So you're chasing that yeah. and, and, and and trying to figure out the process. And the thing about paint is everything's different. Every every car yeah. that rolls in here is different. It cured differently, it's maybe used different partners and whatever so that changes so your process is never just pick a pad pick a product and go in it right it's each vehicle and then you mix in boats or something like that it's a whole different ball game you know it's it's just, it's a challenge um that's what i loved about it was the challenge side but it's a challenge when you're trying to run a business and and say this is the way we do things and we do it this way because it's not it's not like that right now i know you you have to have a passion for for this business. You know what I mean. It's it's definitely something that that passion is going to make you thrive. Um, how have your passions changed since you have become successful and and you know grown your business? Right. Uh, I mean, I, I love it more and more every day, man. I uh, I definitely haven't lost the passion for it. You know, people always tell me, "Oh man, you got to start working on your business, not in your business." Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not ready to put my stuff down. I, I still want to be the man. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, so I, I still, you know, I don't do a lot of interior stuff anymore. Sometimes I'll get out there and brush elbows with my guys and show them some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, do more of the ceramics and stuff like that. But uh, I, I'm not ready to put it down, man. Uh, I still love doing it. I don't want to sit back in the office all day. That's that's just not me. So the passion is definitely still there. I want to get a little more active in the the community, the detail community. I want to start going to shows and stuff. I, I really want to go the show you guys go to every year in Kentucky. But it's oh, all on my son's birthday. Uh-huh. You, need, you need to bring your son to Lexington yeah, for man. that show, yeah, man. I'm telling you, he would have a great time. Uh, yeah. you, you know, you do the show for a half a day or whatever, and then you go enjoy Lexington. There's, there's a lot to do there. Believe it or not, Lexington downtown is is a happening little area, man. Yeah. He would have a blast. What's it called? Yeah. Lex Live? Lex Live, yeah. Dude, it's like this huge bowling alley, movie theater, uh, sports bar, uh, arcade. I think there's arcade, like a, yeah. Dude, it's yeah. it's got all kind of stuff in this one building, and you just go in there, and man, he can. Man, and it's a walk from. I mean, the we have a blast. We go in there and have a blast. So I know he would. Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely want to go to that next year. You know, he's a teenager anyway, so he. Oh, he, uh, he, he would. Yeah. Yeah, and and a lot of detailers do that. A lot of detailers bring their family, mm-hmm. so you wouldn't be. And and what you'll do when you get there, when you get to the show and start to mix and mingle. And people will be like, hey, we're doing this tonight, or hey, we're doing that tonight. Like, you'll see that the community really opens up, and you, you're not going to be bored. You're not going to be looking for something to do. Um, same te- same thing with uh, Mobile Tech down in Orlando. And, of course, SEMA coming up. Um, not sure if you're participating, but 
But Mobile Tech, if, you, if you're not going to make it out to SEMA in October, Mobile Tech in January down in Orlando is a lot of fun. Um, it's also a good place to bring the family yeah. um, or your son. Um, because, you know, it's Orlando. I mean, what's not to do? <laughs> right. But, uh, but yeah, you should uh, – Lex Live Across the Street is super fun. Yeah, um, that was a, a customer comment. But, yeah, it's um, – or a, a viewer. A viewer, a customer. <laughs> I, I think it's a customer, right? Was Cliff, it? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways uh, – so, uh, but yeah, you should definitely do that. And I think what you'll see, too, is how the industry, you know, how it's such a network uh, a family, you know. And when you come to these shows and you start to meet and, and, and see everybody, and a lot of the same people go to the, little, the, the circuit, you know. They go to all the shows, and mm-hmm. it, it, it's really fun, man. I think you would enjoy it. Um, something else I was going to mention, too, real quick is, uh, you know, you mentioned that you want to still be out in the shop working. And, um, you know, I, I, so I can relate to that big time. Um, I, it's, it was very hard for me to separate that and it's still hard. So like I spent the last week out in my shop working all week. I haven't been like polishing or detailing, but just setting up hoses and, and doing things that needed to be done, you know, just, you know, getting out there and, and working. The, the thing about that is, is I can do it when I want to, you know? Um, and so that's, that's the, you know, it's not because I have to, Mm -hmm. it's because I want to do that thing. And that's, that's the thing that's important. Not necessarily, you know, it's not a selfish thing, but it's a, if, if I have time and I can do that, that's what I go do outside of, you know, running the business. And I put people in place to run the business and run the shop and things like that. So I can go do what I really need to do at that time. And so when you talk about separating yourself from like working on your business or working in your business to own your business. It doesn't mean that you stop working um, or that you're not in the shop or that you're sitting behind a desk in an office. Um, that's not the case at all. You go do what you want to do when you need to do it involved in your business. You're just you're just doing it at different times and, and different situations. Right, having somebody there that you know can do it every time. Yeah. And, just like you could. And, and it makes it, you know, it makes it enjoyable because you can watch this thing that you've built over time, like this machine run. And, you know, and then you can go tweak parts of it yeah. and you can really dial it in. I think that it's been exciting um, for me to really see. We've done a lot of work over the last uh, six months in our shop developing a great QC process and, and all. And, and I tell you, man, to watch this thing run, it's just been it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you've got to, to experience the same with, with, you know, going from mobile to shop. Um, you know, you were actually one of our, um, and you may not know this, you know, but you're definitely one of uh, one of the people who is very um, influential, influential, influential on our software. Influential yeah. on the software. You know, you helped us with a lot of our processes, yep. uh, being one of uh, the first customers that, that, you know, came on board with us. And, and uh, tell me about that. So we had a little um, conversation when Stanley first started, all yeah. right, you were not sold that software was the way to go, <laughs> and you really weren't sold that uh, letting yeah. somebody go book their own job was oh, something yeah. you were going to do, yeah. right? Yeah. You want to tell us about how that how that happened? Yeah, with I mean, you? I'm just, um, I, yeah, you're right. I wasn't sold on it. I was just like, I don't know about this. I can't remember. Uh, I know I started following Easy In at first, mm-hmm. and then I think he reached out to me and tried, you know, selling me on the product or whatnot. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't sold on it because I was like, man, how am I going to be over here? And yeah. this person might look on this side of town and this person, might. I was just so nervous about the whole thing. So, you know, we put our heads together and figured out a way to make sure that didn't happen. Uh, and I mean, it's, I love pizza bookie, man. Uh, it's nice to just be sitting here and, you know, you get notifications on your phone, somebody booking jobs. I mean, you're still going to have those people that call, but now, yeah. 
the way I do it now, I'm like, hey, as soon as we hang up, I'm gonna send you the booking link. Yeah, just let them book online. Right, and uh, I, I love it, man. It's uh, I've, I've watched the system change over time, and it's getting better and better and better. Thank you. And, man. Uh, I don't want to try nothing else. I'm just gonna keep using people. Well, just so you know, you've been a huge portion, uh, a huge um, influence in that change. Mm-hmm. You know, so your feedback, and and we take feedback from everyone. You know, our MVP right. group is is, is is it sways the way the software is built because, you know, at the end of the day, we're not building software for us. Now we are for me because I'm a right. detailer. But we're not building it for you know your shop alone, else, right? Yeah. We're building it for detailers and exactly what they need. And you know we know this the nuances in detailing and the little things that are different. And so we try to think that you know our number one mission at, at Detail Bookie is to make your job easier, not harder. So we don't just throw in a a feature that says going to create more work for you or just a thing that would look cool because we could make it look cool quickly but and, and put some bells and whistles over here to go play with but that just that doesn't make money and you know I'm in the business to make money mm-hmm. and I want all of the detailers that are using the software every feature that we put money into to build it goes and makes them money and so um, but online booking in itself, I mean, that's a whole different conversation. And I love that conversation because I was hated on for quite some time about having, you know, offering, saying, claiming what I would claim in amongst the other um, software guys, a few of them, uh, saying that, that online booking just would not work. Um, and and so, and, and it absolutely will if done correctly, uh, you know, and, and so. Yeah, and I, have to say, I got mine set up a certain way, you know, I got six bays. Yep. You can only drop off between eight and nine. That's it. You can't yep. bring it after that. And uh, when, when I was able to switch that, it really, was, you know, you'd have people trying to bring cars at, you know, one or two, and it's like, that's just not working. Nope. So now when I switched it to that, I mean, it's perfect now, man. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, and you know it's like any other tool. So this is the thing about it. So software is a tool, just like a polisher is or a vacuum. It, you know, right. out of the box, you may not like the hose that came with it. You may not like the attachments that came with. We throw them away. I, I got this one that I use, or I got this piece that I use. Software is the same thing. Until you start using it and saying, "I need it to do this," or "I want it to do this this way," you don't know if whether it's going to work for you or not. Yeah. Polisher. You may stick a pad on there, use it, hate it. Then you don't throw it in the box. You know, try another pad. Try another polish. Like, we know the machine works. Mm-hmm. I just got to get it to work for me. And that's the same way software is. And that's what I tell people. It's like, you know, you got to take the, the way you feel about it out of the question, you know, out of the picture, and then go use it. Go go put it to work. Tell us what you need it to do differently. Let us help mm-hmm. you mold the software to your business. And once it's working, in, in twine, like, then you can't even see your way out of it. Like, how could I run easy? And I would never be able to run easy in to the magnitude that it runs right now off of paper tickets hanging on a clipboard that like or on a dry erase board like they were in my office four years ago. Yeah. It would never happen. That's awesome. I like to bring you up though because that that you know when we talk about that specifically because I think at the time you were probably the biggest pushback on online booking that I was yeah. dealing with and trying to convince and then you flash forward like three months and I go look at the numbers and you had the highest percentage of your customers being booked through the booking on, site yeah and I just that that blew my mind that you know that it went such a a, a huge shift in it but it was great man I, I was happy for you that we were able to get something in place that worked exactly like you needed. You know, uh, earlier in the show, we talked about some goals, and I'm curious what's on deck for Flawless uh, Touch. I mean, what do you see when you're three or five years? Where do you see that trajectory headed? Um, I'll be honest. 
be honest, it's all over the place. Uh, yeah. I'd love to have another location. Um, I love to have multiple locations. Sure. Uh, you know, I feel like I really knocked it out of the park with my brain and not trying to sound egotistic. No, no, no. You, it's you did. Obvious. You absolutely did. Yeah. But I feel like it, it could go places. Sure. Just to brand it alone. I'm big on branding. Yeah. Uh, people buy with their eyes first. We all know that. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I've been thinking long term. You know, just leaving something behind that that's what I'll be remembered for. Hey, he, he left his behind. No, and I think that as an entrepreneur, that's really the drive is the legacy. You know, it's not what we're doing right now. It's what what gets left behind. It's what we you know, we're we're so caught up in the moment, like do, doing doing doing. You know, it's hard to say. Well, I you know I want to be this or I want to be that, but it's but it's more like I just want to build this thing that supersedes myself. Like yeah. I want something to last longer than me. And, wow. and, and that's important. You know, that's, that's, that is stuff that matters. Um, it goes a lot further than, than things you've bought or, or, you know, gifts you've given. It's about what can I, uh, leave behind. And I think it's a really cool and honorable thing to do. Sure. And I think it's a, absolutely one of the biggest goals you can have is to have something that supersedes yourself. All right, so we mentioned SEMA. I'm curious, uh, any any chance you make it out to Vegas in November? I really, I really want to go, man. I really want to go this time. You should. Uh, you should. I want to brush the elbows with the best of the best. I yeah. want to go. Well, you know, uh, I, dude, listen, if you come and you hit us up, we, you know, we're, we'll be out there in full swing. Uh, we got yeah. big plans for SEMA. We were we were on the fence. So, so I was signed up the last two years ago. We went three years ago. And then, then COVID happened last year or two years ago. Then last year they did it. They, they did it, but it, we just wouldn't think it was going to be as good of a participation. I think we were right. I think it wasn't. It wasn't as great, right? It was massive. Yeah, it was. Stuff, it was yeah, it was something along yeah. the lines. Anyway, so not taking away anything from the show, but it just wasn't. We weren't ready for it. I don't think. I think and we just did a big splash too at SDC, SDC. and we were yeah. not yeah. quite sure we were ready to recharge the battery to do that again. Yeah. So. Uh, well, we're going out in full swing, man. We'd love to see you and have you there um, as, you know, uh, part of our booth at times and, and chatting with customers and, and just hanging out with the Detail Bookie crew. Uh, look, we know how to let our hair down, too, so heads up. <laughs> if you make it, you uh, you better come ready. <laughs> we know how to play. That's right. <laughs> well, brother, you want to tell everybody where they can find you uh, online? Oh, yeah. You can find us at flawlessdetailingmc.com. Uh, we're in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Uh, address is 706 Hope Mills Road, Fayetteville, North Awesome. Man, well, listen, we appreciate your time, uh, Stanley, and uh, always appreciate your friendship and your business, buddy. You've been with, there with us. You trusted us, um, and that's something that we don't forget about. Um, you've stuck in there with us when you know when we've been adjusting and working on the software, and you've just been a you've been a good good friend. So happy to have you on. Happy Absolutely. to talk to you, and uh, hopefully we'll see you out in Vegas. I look forward to talking to you. I know I'll talk to you before then. That's right. Appreciate you, brother. All right, appreciate it, man. See you. Thanks, man. Thanks for joining us. I need awesome. some. Uh, I need some cool vibes like that, dude. dude that's sick. You know? I hit the logo, man. I, I tell you what, there's they, he's got it. Dude, he's got you know, it, dude. Not he's seen a cooler it. logo. Than I that, haven't man. either, and it's so retro. You know, yeah. it's so like almost feels eighties. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, nostalgic. The, the, like it's like cool. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, I you know the colors. Are I don't awesome. know that I could pull it off though. He's a cool guy. Yeah, dude. Like, you know, I'm a total boat 
car mixture. Well, I've never <laughs> seen a boat car mixture before Backwards. until yeah. I see that. Yeah, is that a boat? Is it a yeah. car? Oh, man, yeah. that's an amazing logo there. Really creative. Is that your first one? Yeah. Uh, no, this oh, is not that's the, not the first. But, but yeah. The, yeah, so so the idea of the boat and the car were, were actually the ones, but it was a boat and a camper. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it was a boat and a camper. Oh, um, okay. Because we were storage yeah. in detail, and we weren't doing a whole lot of cars. Um, how did boat and camper look? Uh, it was funky. They were at the end of Easy End, so you had a. So oh, that's I, right. Oh, yeah, okay, that's over right. Over here you had a boat, and over here you had a camper, and it was on the side of Easy End, yeah. so it was like a really long, skinny logo. Yeah, it was yeah. terrible. Like on the flag. I, I, I have no creative. I, you know, I, I, I can tell if I don't like something or one, but like for me to just come up with something stylish right. or like just extra cool. Um, yeah, it's not going to happen. But, but that's why you got good people on, on your staff. Oh, that, man. That, well, I, you know, I, I think people that like to smoke weed. Yeah. Those are the most creative they people. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I mean, it is what it is. You know? Like, like, you know, you get them high and you come up with like a really cool logo. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, or or an idea to bring a whole stage set up in yeah, LED walls. Right? That's to, how uh, you win show. a show. Is you get a bunch of happy people to come around and say, you know what you should do? All right, we're going to do that thing. Uh, but, and then the planning goes in. But to be the business but, guy, you can't be the high person at all. No. Ever, so. no, no, no. But seriously, I mean, you know, look, look, we joke around about it, but we do keep uh, creative people around and, you know, people of all – Walks of life and, and, and our team, very uh, strong-minded. You know, mm-hmm. we mentioned that last week, a lot of yeah. women. Um, yeah. Because, you know what, listen, I keep smart women, strong-willed-minded uh, people that, that aren't afraid to voice their opinion. Yep. You know, we, we, we got into a conversation um, uh, today in our meeting, mm-hmm. you know, about how an email didn't look as if it, sh- you know, like it should. And mm-hmm. you said, you know what, it just it looks cheap, you know. And, and nobody takes offense to that, Mm-mm. okay, because it makes us better. And that's what that, – it makes me proud to see our team be able to – not criticize, but critique mm-hmm. something, and nobody gets offended. It just makes you better. Well, hundred percent. I think we yeah. can all step back and look at it from that angle and say, say "You're right. You're right. Hundred yeah. percent. Let's do something." About or you're that. an idiot. Get away from your right. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. They'll say that when the door closes. But, yeah. You know, we, well, we totally make me yeah. think that it was a good idea. <laughs> it's a great idea, Ryan. <laughs> anyways, anyways, there's got to be a time. Your favorite time of the show. What time uh, would that be, Ryan? Uh, Jessica. Heck. Yeah, so. That's right. Or heck. Timing is impeccable. Oh, man. Every time, guys. So over the holiday weekend, many people will be loading up their family into their campers and hitting the highway. We want to uh, make sure that you're out there riding in style. But for detailers, cleaning the campers can be a task. Yep. Today's hack help you wash those <laughs> high places <laughs> without... A ladder. Did you Hello. see Chris jumping? Look at this. <laughs> All right, so Chris, oh, look. Oh, what's Abby doing? So we're washing a camper here, but obviously campers are really tall. And so Of course, uh, Abby, the girl, has the idea to bring in a, a, a yeah, wash mitt on a broom there's handle. There's one of those ideas. And so basically they've taken a wash mitt and they put it at the end of a pole, like a broomstick or something along those lines. I think this was an old brush pole. And they're washing the top of the camper. They're able to reach it, and you can tell Chris didn't have to jump so much. And he's washing <laughs> the camper, you know. And and, it, and this thing works, right? This idea works. It's not the first to think of put it on a pole. I mean, look at painters, you know, like they're not up and down ladders. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's great, High guys. Hopefully, that. y'all can. Hopefully, you guys oh, are watching this. Look, this there's more. Oh, so right, now, so, in addition to that, you can take a what is a that? Dread knot oh, towel. Yeah, dry, uh, dread over a. Dreadnought towel over a squeegee, yep. and now we can dry it with that same 
that yeah, same and, hack. And listen, so what you're doing is you're preventing from having to go up and down a ladder. Right. On a quick job like this where you're just trying to knock the bugs off, knock the pollen off, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously you're not super detailed. You're not going to tie a polisher to a broomstick and <laughs> polish the, you know, you're going to go up and down the ladder. But <laughs> Chris but, tried that one too. You're right? Did that, did that work, Chris? No? no. Next week. Right. Next week, a little insight into hacker hack. You know, that might be a hack. Uh, and, uh, but, sure. you know, listen, though, so it, it does work. It keeps you from going up and down. If you want to knock the pollen off, knock the bugs off, you're not going to get the, the detailed quality as if you were up there, you know, in hand scrubbing. Right. Put it on a pole, man. But, was, uh, but. <laughs> if you're in the middle of a wood yeah, and all you have. Is a mop handle. A mop handle? Uh, uh, a wash mitt. A wash mitt. Or a squeegee. Could be a squeegee. And a camper. Camper. we got to have the camper. Yeah, this is out in the woods. And it's got to have pollen and bugs on pollen it. Pollen and bugs. Okay, what are we going to do? If you happen to have camper with <laughs> pollen and bugs on it in the middle of the woods, and all you have is a mop handle, a mitt, a squeegee, a dreadnought towel, some water and soap, you can absolutely wash that camper. Boys, this myth is... Com- no, not this. <laughs> Yeah. This, hack this is, hack confirmed. is confirmed. You can do it. We're going to get a coffee right, right now. Listen, Thanks. That's enough torture for one show. That is well enough torture for one show. I do have to drop one little thing, though. We had a friend of ours send over some chemicals that we're going to give away for next uh, Friday. Um, it's a box of chemicals. I'll give all the details out. We're probably going to do the like, share, giveaway okay. uh, thing. But next week, we'll be giving that away. That came from Sean Kozier. It's his son. Oh, He's created okay. a whole brand and all. We'll have all the links and stuff up next week. Awesome. Um but uh, that's going to wrap up this show. We hope everybody has an absolutely wonderful 4th of July. Uh, we'll be on same time, same place next week. That's right, guys. Love your country. All right. Peace.